Welcome to Fictionary. I'm your host, Deetra, and today we have a special episode for you. If you listened to last week's episode, you know that today we have our very first guest interview. To give you guys an ears up, our guest and I do not live close enough to do the interview in person, so this was done using Zoom. The audio is pretty good, but you will notice the difference when the interview actually starts. Anyway, I don't want to waste any more time. I'm going to go ahead and get right into this. I'm so happy to introduce our guest to you today. She is a woman who wears many hats. She is an author, an artist, a wife and mother, and a lover of Korean dramas and love triangles. She also happens to be my sister. Today, we are speaking with Shantae Oliver, the author of the Dream Weaver trilogy. The first two books are out, and the third book is currently in the editing process, which I am so excited for, guys. I cannot wait for the final book. Ah. Anyway, Shantae is a self-published author, and she's also released a children's book called Now I Know My Fabie Sees. She's always working on something new and creative, so I'm really excited to sit down and talk with her. I know she's going to have some pointers and some tips that are going to really help us all out. So we're going to go ahead and jump in on this interview. You guys, enjoy. Hi, Shantae, and welcome to Fictionary. I'm so excited to be able to interview you today. Hi, I'm happy to be here. So I thought it would be fun to do this interview in a quick format, kind of like 20 questions. So I'm going to ask you a string of questions, and then you will respond with the first answer that comes to mind. And I don't want you to overthink your answer, okay? Okay. All right, you ready? Yes. All right, so what is the first book that made you cry? Uh, <laughs> probably charlotte's web Ooh, that's a good one does writing energize or exhaust you both okay what is your writing kryptonite procrastination have you ever gotten reader's block yes i'm currently in it do you try more to be original or to deliver to readers what they want? Um, original. I, well, maybe both because I write towards what I would want to read, which might resonate with other readers. Okay. So you write like you're the reader. Yes. Cool. Do you think someone could be a writer if they don't feel emotions strongly? Yes. If you could tell your younger writing self anything, what would it be? Write down everything, every dream, every moment, write it down and keep it. How did publishing your first book change your process of writing? Um, it made it seem more fruitful. What was the best money you ever spent as a writer? Just to clarify, do you mean that helped my writing? Yes. Um, probably Grammarly <laughs> subscription. <laughs> what was an early experience where you learned that language had power? Um, well, my English teacher made me the editor-in-chief of the newspaper. And that was the first time I had someone who really spoke to me about how my writing impacted them. How many unpublished or half-finished books do you have? 
um, so many, not completed, but book ideas. What does literary success look like to you? Writing all the books that I want to write and finishing them. What's the best way to market your books? Word of mouth. And how many hours a day do you write? It can go from zero to 20. Depends on if that motor gets running. How do you select the names of your characters? Sometimes I look up the meanings behind names and see if it fits the character type that I have in mind. And one character was won through a contest and her name is Deetra. (laughs) Yay! That's me, guys. It's me. (laughs) What was your hardest scene to write? Uh, um, In my most recent book, which I just finished the first draft of, I pretty much every single scene I was sobbing because it's the final book of this series and it feels like a goodbye to these characters and this world that I've built. So every scene I was like a mess. My husband had to come check on me (laughs) a couple times because I was sobbing so loudly. (laughs) Well, it's always hard to say goodbye. I know I'm sad to say goodbye to these characters because I have uh, fallen in love with the world that you created Um, Does your family support your career as a writer? Absolutely. My husband and my extended family, my sister, (laughs) everybody. Yes, they're very supportive. How long on average does it take you to write a book? Oof. My first book took the longest. And I feel like that's probably true for everybody it's almost like getting out of the gate is hard um and that one took at least three years because it was my first time actually taking an idea from beginning to end and trying to complete it and bring it to fruition so that took a long time and you know I was also pregnant and in college so it was a lot going on but um yeah after that it was it's you kind of get a groove and you get your own system in place. So not that it becomes easier, but you have more of a system. Do you believe in writer's block? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. But um, you just have to write through it, even if it seems like trash as you're writing it, honestly. Uh, So you like just keep writing. Yeah. Even if you don't get it. (laughs) Why did you choose the avenue of self-publishing? I really enjoy the control that you have over your creative vision when you sign over your book to a publishing company. Um, You have a lot of cooks in the kitchen. (laughs) And I didn't want that, especially coming out the gate. I wanted to establish myself with my own voice. But I do think moving forward with my future series, I might look towards traditional publishing. So those were all the questions that I had for you. Is there anything that you want to share about your work or uh, about the writing process or any words of encouragement for writers out there that are trying to get that, uh, like you said, that motor started on that first book? Um, I would say just write it and 
have a group of people in your corner who you trust to send your first draft to. So that was really what helped me because sometimes you just have to write the chapter. Sometimes you might have an idea for what you want the chapter to say and the emotions you want to evoke, but your brain is just not connecting with your fingertips and it's not coming out how you want it. So just get through it. Just write it as simplistically as you can and get that chapter written, then move on to the next one. And then when you get it to your beta readers or even your first reader who you're like trusting to put it in their hands and be like, please help me, which is currently what's going on with my husband with my third book, because I read in a way, I write in the same way that I read, which is to say that I'm the type to skip the details. I know it's horrible, but (laughs) I'll just, (laughs) I like to read and get to the action. So that's how I write. And that is reflected, especially in this book, because it's the third book. It's the final of the series. So there's so much happening. And I just kind of bam, 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 bam. Like, you know, straight out the gate, you're getting (laughs) right to the action. And I need someone like my husband, who I trust to read that and to help me slow it down. And because he's the type, he's the type of reader who relishes in the details and will take his time, read every single word (laughs) and make sure that he's fully immersed in the world. So make sure you have trusted people in your corner who you can give your first drafts to because it helps. Yeah, definitely. It seems like it's important to have that balance because I know for myself, I have a tendency to be really like floral and I love the words. Mm. But then also when I'm reading, I can be kind of lazy. Like I'm like, oh my God, what this <laughs> yeah. I just want to know what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm literally the same way when I read. and But the problem is, as I write the same way, I wish I had a bit more flourish, but I'm so straight to the point. I'm like, this is what happens. Isn't that what you want to know? (laughs) But then you think about it and there's like all these different types of readers. Exactly. And then you also want to build your story. Like you're creating this whole universe. So when you're, when someone's reading it, like how you describe something is how they're starting to picture it. Exactly. Um, Yeah. I think, I think that is what I am working on. And just for people who want to get started, just start that. I know it's the hardest thing to say, but I'm sure if you are even thinking of writing a novel or you say you just want to write a short story, I'm sure you have so many ideas. Just start writing down your ideas. That's what I do. Um, my first book series stemmed from a dream and it was a recurring dream that I had over the span of about goodness, like five to eight years. Like it was a long time that I would have this recurring dream. It would show up like every six months or so. And I'm like, gosh, why do I keep having this dream? And not once did it cross my mind to like write it down, (laughs) Mm. even though I was consistently having this dream. So finally I had moved to California and I met my best friend, Brittany. And she's also someone who um, is working towards becoming a writer. She's actually got the first draft of her book series done. And we had started on that journey together because... Well, let me just interject here because I want to say, if you guys are enjoying this interview, we do have an interview scheduled with Brittany coming up. um, So (laughs) you'll get to hear from her as well. Yes, Brittany Gavin, my BFF. Okay, so we started our journey together and it really helped. And this is what I mean, like surrounding yourself with people. You want to have people in your life who encourage you to go for it. Because when you're surrounded by people who are like, 
speak of how impossible it is and don't really put the pedal to the metal, it's hard to launch. And not to say that you should put your future in anybody else's hands, but it certainly helps to have support system around you. And, you know, we both started, we just went to the library together and we're like, you know what, let's just do this. Let's just start writing, whatever it may be. And actually in the library that I started my book series in, which was at um, the Beale Air Force Base Library, they have a poster up now, a signed poster of my first book. Um, oh, and they, awesome. yeah, and they made like a little plaque, um, about Shantae Oliver writing her first book series there. And I just, that to me was the most encouraging moment to see like, wow, like this started in this library of me and my best friend just sitting here being like, you know what, let's just write, see what comes of it. And now look, now that same library where I started out has a plaque of me, you know, eternalized there. <laughs> and that's just exciting. So write down those dreams, write them down, because this dream that I kept having, I don't have that dream anymore. It stopped the second I started writing it. And now I have a book series from it. So I'm going to ask you uh, one more question about your writing process. Do you believe in the power of an outline? Absolutely. Okay. (laughs) Now, let me say I am. So they say you're either a pantser or a planner. And a pantser is someone who just flies by the seat of their pants and writes. And then there's a planner who likes to write out everything they're going to do. When I wrote my first book, I was absolutely a pantser. There was no outline. There was no rhyme or reason. I was just writing. I learned very quickly moving into my next series, not next series, but the next um, book of the series that I needed to have some place to go because with the first book it's easier to be a pantser right because you're establishing everything with when you're moving in to a series it helps to have an outline because you need to have continuity so what i wrote in book one i can't just forget about all of that so having an outline and making sure that i'm continuing that story really helped and what i learned is moving forward even if it is a book one of a series i'm going to have an outline because you can pants and plan i can have my outline my basic outline of what goals i want to reach within that story and then as i'm writing it out if more stuff comes up that i want to add i can just add that and make sure i mark a detail of it it's so important it helps with continuity Mm -hmm. it helps with keeping you focused And it helps keeping a goal for you. How I do my outline, I do each chapter and then I put it on a huge pin board inside of my office right next to where I'm writing. I've seen it, guys. It looks like (laughs) a serial killer board. (laughs) (laughs) But it helps because each time I finish one of those chapters and reach one of those goals, I I do a big check mark over it. And seeing that physically next to me and seeing how close I am towards the end of that goal keeps me going and keeps me motivated. I think that's like a really good idea because I know for myself, like having something visual in front of me, like anytime I have like a countdown or um, a workout calendar or something like that, those check marks or like a sticker or something like that. I'm like, yeah, I did something today. Yeah. Yeah. I think (laughs) that's that's like like a potty chart. (laughs) Exactly. Like we need those things. Even as adults, we need those, those, those reminders like, Hey, you're making progress because it's so easy to get 
caught up in your head like, oh, I'm never going to be able to do this. But by setting those little things in front of yourself, it gives you those reminders like, hey, you might not be complete, but at least you're taking steps towards what you want to accomplish. Exactly. So I think that's a really good idea. Um, I know for myself, one thing that I struggle with, uh, like you said, is the continuity because I'll, I'll have like these really big ideas and I'll start writing and then I'm like, oh, dang, now, but I'll read back and I'm like, no, that wasn't that character's name. No, that's yeah. not so I think like uh, outlining would probably be a good thing for me, but I definitely am a pantser at this point in life. Uh, well, even <laughs> next to my outline, I have a character board. So my character board, especially because I am writing a series, has been the same from book one. So basically, I just got one of those big trifold um, poster boards from Dollar Tree. And I got character inspiration from online. Like I thought in my brain. What do I want these characters to look like? And I printed out those pictures of different people. They're real people, but obviously I'm not going to like talk about who they are here because I, you know, they're not actually the people in my book. But just having that inspiration in front of me printed out, these are the people I'm writing about. And then I wrote down first, middle, last name for each character. So that way I had that continuity. And then eye color, height. Anything, any detail that I write about as I'm writing, I mark it on that character board for that specific character as they develop. So that way, moving forward, if I'm like, shoot, what was Rhiannon's middle name? Ah, let me look at this character board that I have right next to me where I have all of her characteristics being developed. And then, you know, just going to. I'm going to say again that definitely it reminds me of my Hunt a Killer boards. Uh, <laughs> just like we're going to figure out who did this and have all these strings like leading to different uh, plot points and characters and things. And I'm just like, yeah, I've seen it. And that's what I think about every time I see your board. You have to do it. It really helps. <laughs> Even just remembering small details that you may not think you're going to need again it ends up coming up again and you're like, dang it. And the last thing you want to do is have to go search through your entire document. Although small tip, if you ever do (laughs) and you use word, just type control F and then a little find option will show up and just type in the word that you're looking for. That has saved me many a time. (laughs) Or, you know, you could just have your husband read it because he is into those details and will call you out in like two seconds. Oh, yes. He got to chapter three and was like, what are you doing to me? This is a lot. Like everything is happening. I'm like, I know. Love you. Just keep reading and help me out here. <laughs> but uh, one fi- I, one more tip that I will definitely give to beginner writers. So um, back up your work multiple times in multiple places. I lost my first um, draft of my first novel. The one that I started in that library with Brittany, I lost it. Because my um, computer, the laptop I was working on crashed and I hadn't emailed it to myself. I hadn't put it on a hard drive, a flash drive, nothing. It was just gone. And I was devastated. I cried and I almost gave up. Honestly, I was like, you know, what? maybe this is a sign. I'm not supposed to be a writer. But, um, you know, my friends and family really encouraged me to try again. And so I did. And honestly, I will say this, it was meant to happen because my second draft that I started ended up moving at a much better pace and was much better written (laughs) than the one that I lost. 
So maybe that was God intervening, saying, girl, this ain't it. <laughs> we need to just <laughs> crash this and get rid of it. But back up your work. Please get a portable hard drive, get a flash drive, back it up a million times. Send it to different email addresses that you trust that are secure. Eat, you know, get that Google Drive account and save it there. Save it in multiple different avenues so that way your bases are all covered because you don't know what could happen and you do not want to find yourself sad without that hard work that you just did. And do that every time. Like if you finish writing a page, control S, save. And what I do when I'm in the midst of writing, I'll email it to myself and the subject of my email will be how many words there are. So that way I know this email and this file is, yeah, that's where I left off. And then I have my portable hard drive that I always back up on after I'm done with a writing session for the day. (laughs) So, wow. I really appreciate all of the tips that you've given today, Shantae. I definitely, I just want to reiterate, guys, outline, 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 save your work everywhere. Yes. (laughs) And (laughs) have a group of people around you that can be a support to you. Right. Um, We're glad that you didn't give up after you lost that first copy. And uh, I'm excited because today I'm going to do a little reading from the first book in the Dreamweaver series. Uh, Shantae has selected that I read the intro, um, the prologue and a little bit of the first chapter. So that's what we're going to be listening to today. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoy. And if you do, then you can check her out. Um, Her website will be in the show notes. Uh, So if you want to, you know, get one of these books or get in on this series before book three comes out, I highly recommend it. Um, And again, thank you so much for your time today, Shantae, and all of your words of encouragement and the tips that you've given to help all of us out. Thank you for having me. Everybody, make sure you subscribe to Fictionary, the best podcast out there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right. Well, I will definitely be talking to you later. And hopefully when the book three comes out, we'll have you back on the show so we can talk about it. Okay. Absolutely. Prologue, The Dreamweaver. Rhiannon felt as though the air was being pulled out of her lungs as she fell through complete darkness with no end in sight. She was falling so fast and so hard that she couldn't even let out the scream that was bubbling up within her as she panicked and looked around everywhere for something to hold. All sense left her mind and all her training was forgotten as she put her arms out in front of herself protectively and accepted her impending doom. Use your training. A voice boomed out around her with no source apparent. My training, my training. Oh crap, I'm going to die. Rhiannon thought frantically as her velocity picked up and nausea swept over her. Get your control back, Rhiannon. You'll keep falling until you do. The disembodied voice rang out again, louder this time. Her descent already felt as though it had gone on forever, so she couldn't believe what the voice was insinuating. How do I make this stop? How do I gain control over this? She thought to herself, confused. Steadying her breath, Rhiannon began to assess the situation as best she could through her panic. 
I've already been falling a really long time. How is that even possible? It isn't. This isn't possible at all. Rhiannon's eyes shot open in surprise as she opened her arms outwards like a T and suddenly stopped falling and floated in place. This is a dream. Duh, Rhiannon. Much better. Now control your surroundings, the voice shouted. Feeling confidence flow through her, she began to construct a floor beneath her feet. Steadying herself on the asphalt, Rhiannon let Whimsy take hold as buildings sprouted up all around her. She started creating a city made up of the most famous buildings from all over the world. The Eiffel Tower from Paris, Big Ben from London, the Burj Khalifa from Dubai, the Empire State Building from New York. Building after building sprouted up from her imagination places she had always hoped to visit one day and photograph, now they were here and she could see them all in one shot. Perfect. Now destroy it all and wake up, the voice said coldly. Rhiannon hesitated, not wanting to see her creation destroyed before she even got to explore it. Now, the voice screamed, causing waves of vibration to go through the air, flinching Rhiannon took another deep breath and gave a small wave to the building she loved. Then she watched as they all crashed to the ground. As the last building fell, Rhiannon felt herself being pulled back towards the real world as she woke up, surrounded by her trainers, some looking pleased, some looking stern, and Lady Via Gomez standing out most of all with a look of disappointment on her face. As Rhiannon sat up in the bed, the familiar pain in her spine radiated through her entire back. She groaned audibly as she noted that it seemed to be growing more intense with each training session. You need to be more focused. What you're facing is a life or death situation. You need to be aware that it's a dream the second you enter it. Lady Via Gomez had come inches from Rhiannon's face as she lectured her again about the importance of her training. Rhiannon backed up a bit on the bed as she thought to herself, I should never have gone to that damn high council meeting. All right, guys, that's where we're going to stop for now because I want you to go out and get this book. Again, it is The Dream Weaver, and it is written by Shantae Oliver. You can find her on Amazon. Check it out, guys. I'm going to have her details in the show notes. It's definitely worth the read. I hope that you're intrigued because I know I sure am. All right, until next time, guys, keep reading.